Hello and welcome back to the Battle of North London podcast. I'm your host, Yoshi Fraser. As always with me, Avi Grant. And we are here with a Spurs and Arsenal podcast with one of the only teams. It's in fact the only team in England still unbeaten in 2020. That's right. Arsenal still haven't lost a game. Three in a row and as wins. I think 2020 is our year and it's finally flowing into... into it's coming into fruition, finally. Um, 2020 is our year. Something happened. New Year's resolution. Still haven't lost. Winning every game. It feels great, doesn't this is, it? This is like your... Uh... This is like your twenty-two game unbeaten run. It's like a, a paper tiger when you actually look. At it. It's like, it looks really scary. Oh god, you're unbeaten in twenty twenty. Like only only Bayern are unbeaten as well. Are Bayern and Arsenal? Bayern have actually won games a lot, and you haven't. <laughs> still unbeaten, no. <laughs> still, is it three points behind us now? Or is it? Yes, yep. still behind us. Still yeah. three points, but it's it's less than it was at the beginning of twenty twenty. I can tell you that. Mm. Um. Look, everything's going right for Arsenal, unlike Spurs. Um, how's it going now? Two two losses this week. Um, mm-hmm. just, just uh, another injury just onto the list now this week. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's going great, isn't it? Spurs, it's always going to be your year. From the beginning of the season, it was Spurs all the way. Now, so injuries, you, you can't injuries. make fun of us for, for using the phrase, this is going to be our year. Like <laughs> You can't be doing that. That's your line. <laughs> Nah, I never thought it was Arsenal's year this year. The front three, the front three is better than than Salah, Mane. <laughs> nah, but I never thought it was. I th- never thought it was going to be our year this year. It was never. It never felt like oh, we've got everything covered because defensively we're still a shambles. Um, there was a bit of hope. We had a good transfer window still, but oh, yeah, you were you were up in the up in the clouds at the start of the season, and now you're back down in I don't know some delusional reality. But I mean, it's, it's still it's still reality. I think. You're close to think, now than you were at the start of the season. I'm, I think I'm happier now than I was at the start of the season with how things okay. are going, how things are currently going. Maybe that's that because they dropped really? so much. Maybe because they dropped so much that right now it's kind of flowing again. That it's kind of feeling like because it was so low at one point, now it's it's so much so higher. Low, so low. Um, but yeah, there's so many Arsenal players that were not good at the beginning of the season. They're actually looking decent now. So I don't know how I can be moaning that much. Because you look at um, how it's gone and it was it was kind of false hope, I think, rather than uh, anything else. But let's talk, though, about the games this week. Um, start off with Tottenham, early kickoff. Um who scored the goals? <laughs> With all our strikers, um, the our abundance of strikers that we had, we we scored loads of goals, and we started with a, a grand total of zero strikers on the pitch, on the bench, in the crowd, in the stadium, in, in the youth team. Um, all great stuff. I mean, poor Troy Parrott. He he. I think it's 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 similar to what and uh, when Lucas Moura must have I don't know murdered Pochettino's dog. Um, well, maybe that works because Jose's dog died on the uh, Boxing Day, so maybe Troy Parrot has murdered uh, Jose's dog. That's why he can't start conspiracy theories. Um, <laughs> into the game, um, 
we started a back five, which um, I, every time we start a back five, just goes f- fully defensive. Boring. And I, I've never, I've never seen it work ever really since like since two years ago or two three years ago when we started Eric Dyer, who wasn't really a, a centre back there. Um, flat back five. We had four centre backs on the pitch and a, yeah, a defensive left seen... back. I've never seen like, a team try and win a game and with the from minute one playing four centre backs. Like three, I get three, I get, but four is just a new extreme. It's unbelievable. Like he went, he went fully. Like it was a weird team. Like I mean, I was people were some people saying were saying they're they're excited at the start. Um, as in when they saw the lineup. I mean, I wasn't excited. I was like. This could be interesting, and, and it was interesting, I guess, from from a neutral perspective. Um, the midfield was a bit of a uh, winks of Celso and Dombele, and Dombele was was a bit poor. Had a chance to score, which had he scored, could be could have got a point um, from the game. But I mean, overall, we, we're just we're just so so poor. And, and you've got Jose basically writing off this season, saying he, he wants to be, he wants to, he'd rather be in in three months, rather be in, but by, by the end of the season when he's got Kane and and, have, and having a full preseason, um, and he he sort of. He's sort of phrasing it and, and trying to write the narrative where he can't really do anything better, um, and we're like we're, we're crap. That's the way it is. Um, have 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 low hopes, and you can't be disappointed, um, which I don't really like at all. I don't like it. it's 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 setting the bar really really low for him, um, and he knows that. I don't I think him and Levy. I mean, maybe not him to give him to give him. I mean, like to give him props. Like he he might he may not have written off the season. Maybe he's forced to have written off the season. But I still don't think he has to. Like Levy has definitely written off the season. Um, no no striker in January. We would have had a, we could have had a goal. I think we would have had a goal against Chelsea had we had a striker that on that pitch. Same same with same against Leipzig. We would have we would. I mean Leipzig more more cert, more like high probability. Chelsea I don't know. We were just poor overall. But Leipzig we would have scored had we had we had a striker on the pitch. Levy has said f the season. Um, and Josie is now writing this narrative where, yeah, like we're 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 screwed. Uh, what what was I supposed to do? Like all that sort of stuff. I'm mean, just start Troy Parrot. Give him a chance. He can't be that bad. Even then, even then, Mourinho's has issues where he hasn't had strikers before. Um, but I get get like it's only two players. Yeah, he's still got the full squad. And I know you're. I know they're the. I know they're the two. It's not only two players. Okay, but it's it's mainly so the reason, as well. The reason why I think he's you're saying they've given up. If, it's because there's Kane and Sonorindad. If, if if everyone else, Muto, I don't think it's so reason why everything. And, but I'm saying it's if Kane and Son were back, no one's saying oh Mrs. Zoko was a reason why. But no, I'm it's saying a big reason. he's losing two. Okay, maybe a third, but the two main ones in Son and Kane. But even the, I know they're big players. It's still only two players, and he's had issues with no strikers before. At Chelsea, he had to play Juan Mata up front. He played Eden Hazard up front. He still tries. This, there was no effort, no design, no tactics whatsoever. It was, we need to hold them out as long as possible and maybe catch them on the counter-attack. Mm-hmm. There was no tactics for go 1-0 down, down after 10 minutes. And I think yeah. I think Frank Lampard deserves so much credit because really. starting Giroud up front and Marcus Alonso, bringing both those players back, oh, really caused Spurs up. problems. No, no, you can't you can't give him that. I mean, sh- no, not really. As in... The, the way the way Chelsea How players can you work, not is, give him credit. No, sorry, Credit's the way, the way Chelsea June. players work, right, is that they're crap. They're so so crap. Marcus Alonso, Willian, they're crap players. When they turn up, when Tottenham turn up in town, they turn into like Alonso turns into into prime Roberto Carlos, and Willian turns into I don't know uh, Ronaldinho, right? That I mean, you can can you give the manager credit for that? I mean, 
I don't know. Like it, it's starting, a weird, starting, it's a weird phenomenon. Someone, starting like Giroud up front when Tammy was just coming back, he could have gone. I'm going to risk Tammy or playing back Shawaii like he did, like he has been doing. Bring Giroud back for his first game in over. The guy's not fully match fit. It gives him a game, and Giroud was brilliant. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a big deal though. It's, it's Marcus Alonso hasn't been playing. He's been playing Emerson at left back. Brings in Marcus Alonso. Marcus Alonso scores and plays a brilliant game. You have to give him some credit for making the last these decisions. Time started Otherwise, was, was what, a, what does a manager do? I think. How does a manager? The manager deserves all the fool when players do badly. They deserve all the credit when players do well. That's it's it's only fair yeah. in my opinion. All, all. I mean, are we? Okay, not, the, I mean, forget the player. Of the the, I don't know. It, it's it's like a weird thing. I, I don't know if you can give him credit because I don't think he's thinking um, Alonso and Giroud are going to play a blinder today. I think he's started them trying something different, um, not expecting them to, to turn into like whatever they become again when they, when Tottenham turn up. Like I, it's it's a very I don't know. It, it's a weird thing. It annoys me very much. Um, Willian, crap player. Marcus Alonso, crap player. Um, and they just turn into to like gods when, whenever we play them. And that, that goal was, I mean, I hated it, but it was a good finish. Um, I don't know, it just, ugh, we're, we're all, we're all we're screwed. Um, I mean, I mean, let's be a bit realistic. I mean, but before the game, right, we, people were, were, were playing this up as the, the top four decider, the game that uh, six points uh, decides top four. Um, and I, I, was, I was buying into that. That's why I was quite upset when we lost. Um, but if you look into it now, like, it's four points. Um, it's not, it's not, like, unreachable. I mean, it'd be much, much better had we won the game, obviously, or, had, or even had we drawn, which was a possibility, thanks to some messy uh, attacking at the end by Eric Lamella, who, I mean, start Eric Lamella, that's, that's an idea. At, at Jose Mourinho, start, start Eric Lamella. He, he seems to care quite a bit. He seems to have uh, attacking uh, instincts, which is good. Anyway, what I was thinking about, though, was with Spurs, was they are really a shambles still, no matter where you look at it. Defensively, I think Spurs are terrible, and that's going to be a big issue, because... That's not injuries. <laughs> injuries aren't a problem mm. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, had, we, we had five fit centre backs in the pitch, and and then and we were still crap. Defensively, I don't think Spurs have been this bad since, um, I don't know how many years ago. I Spurs have really been defensive solid for the last seven or eight years. I'm going to say, um, but this season ah! just, just seven yeah. or eight years. Twenty you in Champions League in twenty. 2012, 2013, how long once it been... Defensively, if Spurs had been defensively solid for seven to eight years, you'd bloody know about it. Like, okay, when would you say? <laughs> seven, eight, think about it. When's eight, seven to eight years ago? Tw- 2012, 2012, 2013. 2011. Well, t- 2012, 20, uh, 2013. 2013, we had AVB as our manager. A year later, we, I mean, a year later, we got whacked 5-0 and 6-0 by City and Liverpool. And Come on, we weren't defensively solid then. When was Michael Spurs Dawson and Yuri's Kabul... When was like, Spurs when, first when in the Champions first... League? I don't know. I'm first just... Champions League, so only at 2011. I mean, I'll take the I'll, I'll take the, the 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 praise, but we we haven't been good for seven eight years. We've been crap for for a long long time defensively. We've had a fairly long period since. I mean, I I wouldn't start it at seven eight years ago. I'd say that like uh, second season under Pochettino. So I mean the the uh, the seatbelt kit. Um, for, for Spurs Spurs as bottom. Of clean sheets in the Premier League, bottom. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. can't be. They can't have been that much worse seven, eight years ago. They won the worst defensive team in the league seven, eight years ago. So we, obviously, we were up they're not there, definitely the worst. down there. But I think Spurs can't keep a clean sheet, which is a big thing because it means 
And when you don't have strikers, it's a big thing for teams because it means they know they can get a result just by scoring, just by just by not just by defending most of the game because they knew they'll probably score at some point. And I remember Arsenal mm. having this problem the last few years when we've been terribly defensively. It's teams are knowing that they've got a chance because we can't defend, and we now have the responsibility of needing to score to be able to win a game. And that was it's well, obviously you need to score to win, but um, <laughs> we. We felt you That's couldn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it's it, it's like you know it's really difficult because you know how, you have to push for goals and that just makes you more open defensively. So I think Spurs being terribly defensively and now no strikers is such a big thing. I think if Spurs get knocked out of the Champions League, it's really dangerous this season because it could turn into um, if Spurs don't just start winning games. Um, Consistently, it could end up being a mid-table finish and no Champions League if things no, uh, if things fall out. Uh, there's potential because of the like, injuries and how Spurs aren't improving. Like that's the one thing Spurs haven't improved that much since Mourinho took over. They just haven't. Um, have Spurs improved that much? I mean, in areas we have, but it seems to have sort of slumped back. Uh, Delhi is like Delhi is is the. Uh, human epitomization of 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 our form, right? Or like he's he's a the, the personification. That's a better that's a better way of putting it. Actually, um, he had a nice uh nice uh he, he had a he had a, a raise in form. He had he got better for a while. Um, and now he's um getting angry on getting angry a lot and <laughs> and putting in crap performances. Um, I, I yeah I I don't know. I mean people people are starting to say. Uh, bring Poch back, and I mean it's it's not a widespread movement yet, but there are a couple of lone voices on Twitter who are like, could Poch have won that game? Could would, would Poch have set out defensively? Probably not. Probably he wouldn't have set out set defensively. We know that. Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to go full Poch back in. Poch, bring Poch in. I don't think it, yet. I don't think Jose is that great. Um, I think he's super negative. And you see that, like, the, the way the game was, right? When he, when he, like, you could see that the, the when when they scored, he's. I mean, it's a, maybe it's, maybe it's a bit superficial um, to just judge on body language and, and and what he did. But I, I think there is a point there that he he when 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 we scored, he sat there for the rest of ninety minutes and did nothing, right? Like he he doesn't seem to be super passionate about it. He doesn't seem to, um, like, he doesn't seem to have. Uh, he, he, I mean, people saying he's washed up. If, I mean, he looks washed up at the moment. Maybe maybe he'll prove me wrong, um, but like the re- the real the real problem um, is while Jose is a bit annoying and Jose is being a bit negative, is Daniel something middle I don't know what his middle name is. Um, some someone someone let me know. Um, Daniel Levy, Daniel bloody Levy, let's call him that. Um, we've got no striker. We've got no. I mean, a, a CDM would have helped against Leipzig. A CDM might have helped against Chelsea. Um, a striker obviously would have helped. Having a a, a man, a man, an owner who hasn't written off the season would be nice. Um, but unfortunately, we're in a position where we have got that. We've got a manager who doesn't seem to um, care that much. We've got I, I, it's a very crap set of circumstances. I'm not sure we'll go, go as far as down as middle mid table um, because I think we we can win games. I think we we have to be too too, too negative. I mean, it's pretty negative. It's, it's so congested though. It is so congested. Also, it could be like last year, like last year when everyone started losing towards the end. Um, I, 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 you could have that sort of, that same situation. Chelsea aren't as aren't that good. 
straight up, they're not that good. And they can lose games and they probably will lose games. So a four-point gap is not uh, insurmountable for Tottenham. Tottenham can can climb a four-point gap. Um, the trouble is if it gets bigger, if we if we continually lose... We've got, we've got a big game against Wolves next week. Um, this, this is where, where, where we are as a club. If Wolves win, they go ahead of us. If we beat them, it's it's a, it's a, it's a top six... It's a top six, six-pointer. Um, it's, it's a big game. If Wolves it, win, Tottenham... Tottenham can drop down to tenth if Wolves yeah. win, and and I, I think Wolves are favourites to win the game. I about favourites. I mean, they're doing well. Know. They're playing good football. Spurs aren't looking great defensively or attacking. I don't think Wolves are gonna. I think Wolves are favourites to win the game, in my opinion. Um, it, it depends on on depends on the day, though. What, the, the other thing we the other thing Daniel Levy is not yet going to have criticism about, mainly because he doesn't do very much of it, but also because. What he's done hasn't been so great so far, but it, it's just he's only done it once, and that's invest and how he's investing. And obviously, the stadium is a separate investment. But if we're talking about just players, um, and Ndombele is a good example because obviously we can talk about his technical ability another day. But the the ability to play a football game in the Premier League is a vital skill you need to have to be able to play a ninety minute game in the Premier League is a vital skill you need to have. And when you spend that much money on a player that just can't do that, is is quite a bad investment. Um, Tongi and Dombele. Can you call that a bad investment? I don't know. Like, he's he's clearly got quality. He's clearly got bags of quality. Um, and you mm. feel that. Like, oh, don't 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 be stupid. Like, that, that, he's clearly got quality, right? Um, the trouble is, um, as as uh, Twitter has has beautifully beautifully. He's like he's like he's like League One quality. He's like League One quality. Shut up! Shut up! Oh, League like, League One. Look, the French yeah, 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 not yeah, League yeah, One. League One's no, a I'm... bit of an insult. Um, but as uh, <laughs> he's not League One, you. No, he's League One quality. He's <laughs> like... he, he he could do a job for for Bolton. <laughs> I feel. <like. laughs> um, <laughs> Um, as Twitter put it for Duncan Dumbley, he's got the fitness of a truck driver, um, and he he has the skill and the ability of I don't know if Yaya Torre of Musa Dembele of uh, think of insert great midfielder here. He can go past players for fun, um, but the trouble is he um, yeah he can't do it for very long, which is a problem, and that's why I feel Jose is is sort of. Uh, frustrated with him you saw that when, when he was complaining about the injuries a while back now um, but Tongi I mean can you I mean you would think that when you make a, a big, your biggest investment in history into a, into a into a player then you'd look at like can he play 90 minutes um, or, or, or look at his fitness has he got a massive problem with fitness uh, maybe he's got some sort of I don't want to speculate, but it's some some sort of health condition that he can't he can't run. But like if you like, I don't know. It just seems Tongi's a great. I think it's still a great signing. But like in terms of boards priorities, you should have you should have signed a striker. You should have signed uh, a CDM. You should have signed looking forward to, to fullbacks and and I I don't I mean I don't know Tongi Tongi is a is a is a mystery is a mystery. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll leave it at that. Tongi is a mystery. The mystery. What I want to say about him is. You know what's interesting is the fact that um, no one's obviously it's just a conspiracy. This, but mm-hmm. he took for a forever to sign, and maybe there was some medical issue with him. And yeah, that's too conspiracy. Spurs were just yeah, so that's, desperate. That's too conspiracy thing. Spurs were just desperate to sign him, so they went. You know what? Let's just give him the game. Let's just pick him up for that money and hopefully we'll be able to develop him. I don't know. That's just a conspiracy. But um, um, I think whilst Spurs are having all their issues, 
head over to the to the bigger team in London and see how they're getting on mm. and 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 I think it's going great right now for Arsenal. That's three wins in seven days. Um, we've we we've not lost yet so far this season defensively. Still doing strong. I think the Everton games. It's interesting because defensively, I think we were strong, but at moments we were weak, and I feel like a clean sheet was easily there. But it's just you lose judgment a couple of times, um, and you kind of the ref gets in your head a bit when decisions don't get you don't go you don't go your way. Uh, I think that came that played a big part because. Uh, there was, there was so many like issues where for fans in the stadium you think that's definitely what the problem is and then you watch it back and it's always like okay maybe you got it right but the ref just gets so much attention and hatred and the players switch off a lot of the sometimes and we conceded two set pieces and that was it it was two st- stupid set pieces to consider which we've been so strong at I think at points um there was the if you look at the second goal especially and Arsenal in recent times if you've if you dissect the games when a corner happens everyone pushes up brilliantly and we've caught teams offside so many times there was just something that went no let's not do that this time and someone um, I forget who it was I think it was might have been Mustafi I'm not sure just dropped back for one moment. Um, and we concede, and it was he was offside if he doesn't drop back. And it's just, these sort of things are so annoying. But I think team did so well, especially I think Arteta said this in his interview. Going, after coming back from Olympiacos on Friday, not getting much rest time, not getting much game time. You then go 1-0 down in the first minute. To come back from that game was, was amazing. Bukayo Saka, oh my God. I think mm-hmm. he's going to push wait, for wait, England. Before we go into Saka, are, are, are we still okay. saying that the uh, that the uh, defense is great? Are, are we still sticking with that line? I still think the defense is great. I think the defense is great. I think they switched off a bit in this game, especially the last ten minutes. They kind of were just a bit all over the place, and I think there were some players on the pitch, Hector Bellerin. You could see him going over to each player, saying to them. Get your focus, focus, focus. We need to focus. We need to focus. I think Mustafi's been brilliant. I think I think David Luiz has been brilliant. Um, we've just mm-hmm. they at moments in the Everton game they switched off and it was just two set pieces. That was it. I think most of the game spectacular. I still think defense is strong. I'm not so worried about that. Um, and yeah, I think I don't know. I don't think we've got a problem with defense and especially now we it's 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 complicated. It's just I don't know. It's two centre backs. I think are doing much better than anyone was expecting them to do. Since Arteta's taken over, no one has expected the two centre backs to do this to do as well as they've done. And Leno as well. Leno's been really keeping us in games. He made some vital saves against Everton, and I think. I mean, on, if we're going on on clean sheets, you you let in two goals. Okay, but I'm still saying we're defensively we're strong. That can still you can still be defensively strong though. Because it's two set pieces, it's two lapses of judgment. That's all it is. Can you? I think, can you be defensively strong if you have uh, fairly consistent or often lapses in judgment? You can make up no? for it. You can make up for it. Leno's definitely made up for it. 
He had a poor first half because of the two goals, but second half made up for it completely by making very important saves. That's what you need from a game. You need to make sure you get the job done. Who cares how you do it? The important thing is you get it yeah, done. Yeah, but when you're when you're assessing the, how good a player is, you can't say how they got the job done. The defense didn't didn't get the job done. They did though. They did get the job done. Their job was to, was to con- not concede goals as much. Okay, but the job was to not concede as many as we score, and we did that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do this, the goal scoring though, as in they we failed kept, their job. We kept the strikers a clean sheet in were the fairly competent at their what, jobs. We needed to score one in the second half and keep a clean sheet in the second half. That was the job at half time. Okay, that was a message to the players at half time: was let's not concede and let's score. They did that. Defense did their job in the second half. First half, we had moments where we didn't, but they did their job. I don't know how you can say they didn't do their job. <laughs> We didn't. Do, I mean, sure. I mean, it's a, it's a weird way of measuring um, someone's success. As in, how, how good defensively can you be if you let in two goals to Everton? Who, I mean, they're they're decent, but like they made up because they made up for it in the second half. They made up from their mistakes, and that's that's important. But in most games, and especially if you look at it, obviously, if you say, "Oh, well, you you've been consistently conceding goals." And this game was just another one. But no, consistently we've not been conceding goals. This was two moments in a game where... In, and, it, and we made up for it. So it was all good in the end. And the players showed real fight in the end of the game to kind of not to kind of get that job done because it just looked like a typical game. You go one all down after a minute. You're, you're, most players could just completely lose focus. Um, and I think the players did a great job of of sticking to the game plan and, and, getting, the, and getting the goals. And I think... And I think... However much it's annoying to say <laughs> Kolasinac was injured and no one hopes for him to get injured and obviously that isn't the plan but he got injured and get well soon but Saka coming on and getting that assist for the first goal was just amazing. He's been so good. And can I talk about Saka now? Because the man is <laughs> the man is definitely in with a shout of getting called up to the Euros this, this summer if he can continue with this. He's 10 assists now. In 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 all competitions, there's only five players in the in the Premier League with more resources in all competitions than him, and they're like Firmino, Trent, Kevin De Bruyne. Um, they're like the best players in the some of the best players in the world. So like he is definitely deserving a shout. It's him. There's Chilwell ahead of him right now, and Danny Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think those are the two left backs that have been playing for England. So I think Saka can definitely make a push to get in ahead of Rose. I don't know if you think that's fair yet. Or... Well, ahead of Rose, I mean, Rose, is, Rose shouldn't be in the squad anyway. So if we can find someone else who isn't Rose, um, Ben Chilwell was there as a first team left back. Luke Shaw, I have have we got. I think we've got an abundance of right backs. We've got an insane amount of right backs. <laughs> left backs we haven't really got. Uh, no, and that's why Saka so. deserves a shout. Saka probably, he's got. I mean. He isn't. That's the thing. He's sort of like Trent, and that he's not. He's not really a left back. Yeah, he's so. he's, he's he's like hopefully the left hand side version of Trent. <laughs> Defensively, he's not. He's not proven it yet. Not saying he doesn't have it. It's just he's a left he's not winger though. Like, he's a left winger. He said he wants to play as a winger, but currently with the team we've got, he doesn't work. We've got abundance of wingers. We do not need another winger. Um, the one problem I've got with him is he's very one footed. He can't play. He can't kick a ball with his right foot. Or at least he hasn't tried to kick a ball level with his right foot, which says to mm. me that you can't if a player doesn't. Um, so that's mm. why I think he works better as a left back than a left winger. Because I think with a winger, you need to be more two footed because that's just wingers nowadays. They're so vital. You need to be able to cut inside with your right, but also 
take a man on with your left, which is why I think he works mm. great as a left back. It, he may work with a back five for England as a left wing back if mm. we're playing a back five. Because well, Trent's to, to not play the role either. That, to, sure, to, to play the role that, um, that uh, Danny Rose, not Danny Rose, Ashley Young played in the World Cup, I guess yeah. he could do that quite well. So yeah, I think Saka, Saka right now deserves a shout for England. Um, also, it's interesting how Eddie Nketiah is now becoming Arsenal's number one. Well, I don't know how long this is for, but he's moved up the pecking order over Lacazette. Lacazette started midweek against Olympiacos. Mm. After scoring against Newcastle, he then gets moved down to Olympiacos, Europa League, and Nketiah gets moved up, and Nketiah scores. Mm. Um, and I was worried about Nketiah because he felt like a tube rat bomb or Benekfobi who just, he was going to be an Arsenal youngster for so long and never get any games. But he's getting Premier League games, which I, I don't think I've seen in a while. So I think Arteta really likes Nketiah. My problem with I've got problems with all our youngsters, but there's also there's so many positives. There's always that one thing that they can work on. I think that's very good to see when you can tell there's one key thing that if they improve their game, they can reach that next level. And he doesn't have that play the ball to feet in Ketia right now that Lacazette does. Yeah, but he has but, to get in behind. Wait, it, it's it's one thing to it's one thing to like to acknowledge the problem and to solve it, like Tongi and Dumbele. If he solves his fitness, he's a brilliant. He's a god level player. Well, he. I mean, he's he's a brilliant, brilliant, useful player rather than where he is now. Um, like it's it's. You can okay, say but that we're talking about thing, like, we're talking about a Premier League player. Ndombele thing is quite a big thing because he's a foreign player that's come into the Premier League, and a lot of times we've seen this not work out. Whereas youngsters coming up, it's very different, and that's what well, I think. We've, we've we've seen youngsters work a lot, especially at Arsenal. We've seen them fail most of their time. No, what are you talking about? Don't do rubbish. We don't have a statement to back it up. Wenger's whole thing was youngsters. They didn't Ferguson's work. whole thing was youngsters. Like the two 10, 10 greatest... 15 years ago it worked. Okay, doesn't youngsters has always worked? Bringing no, no, as in, as in, as in within the last 10, 15 years as... for Arsenal, what youngsters have, have been actually successful? Over the last ten years, um... after Fabregas, after like the, the ones who are obvious, the Fabregas. Um... Help me, I don't know, some others. Right, Wilshire was, was the one who was supposed to be that. I mean Arsenal don't really have a, a record in a recent history of creating youngsters or have, like generating good talent. maybe Arteta is different, but like I'm saying though, we've you, had You can't you can't appeal to history over it. No, but youngsters in the, in the, in themselves were. We're not talking about do Arsenal centre mids that a young work because the only last one was Fabregas and no one else has since. <laughs> It's like I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying Arsenal haven't got a record of, of producing youngsters, really. We have in the past, and and you can't do something you did 20, 15 years, 15, 20 years ago as 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 the reason why you can do something now. Like almost everything about Arsenal has changed since Fabregas was was a youngster. And I think I think our philosophy from ten years ago has changed to how it is now. Ten years ago, we were trying to compete. Yes, so therefore, for you Champions can't use League. that as an example to why. Well, no, it all ten years ago, to, ten years ago, to be fair, we were still Champions League, wanting to push. That was our, that was his plan ten years ago. Now it's not. It's a rebuilding stage, and that's why youngsters is the first thing you go to. You look at Man United with Ferguson; they won everything with youngsters. Wenger's whole philosophy was youngsters. Ajax, youngsters. These some of these teams are great youngsters. You can't say, "Oh, youngsters at Arsenal don't work" because they haven't worked in the last ten years. Okay, but we have a new generation of talent coming through. They're very good. And I know we talk about youngsters every single week. But I think there are improvements and they're key. And I think it's very different to the Ndombele situation because he is a key 
player already. But he wants to, he's already supposed to be a first-team player. And these youngsters are not supposed to be first-team already. They're still supposed to be improving. Saka um, is. Saka is because of how well he's been playing. That's, that's the only reason why. Mm. Um, you, Martinelli, he's not a first-team player yet, even though I think he should be. But um, he's still a great player. Him, I haven't seen any flaws with yet. To be fair, I said I see flaws in every player. Martinelli, <laughs> people will moan about strength being in the thing, but no one, strength is, Messi's proven that wrong. You do not need to be physically strong to be able to be a great footballer. Um, so Martinelli is the only player I can think of in right now in the Arsenal team. Does not need improving. Um, I think just let him, let him, let him do what he wants. Um, but yeah. The other thing I think that needs mentioning is how we've now got top goal scorer in the Premier League. Mm, and well he's 49 goals now for Arsenal. He's one away from the mag- from 50. Um, and I saw a post saying Kane was underrated. And I saw a comment on that post saying Aubameyang has been better than Kane since he joined. And I think that's fair to say because to me right now, in the moment, there are two strikers in the world better than Aubameyang. And that is... Sergio Aguero and Lewandowski, there are no strikers in the world, unless you count as Mbappe as a striker, that are better than him. I think he was Thierry Henry against Everton. He is top goal scorer in the league with a, for a team that's... Team, he's top goal scorer for a team that's ninth in the Premier League. He's top goal scorer in the league with a team that's ninth. Okay? He's been he's missed his last three games as well. Um, he won goal, top goal scorer last year, hands down... Aubameyang, right now, currently, top three striker in the world. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's oh, sure. I mean, right right now, I, I don't have a list of informed strikers. You can make sort of statements like that any time. Like, if, based on on a couple of games, you perform well. No, this know. season, especially. I'm talking over the whole season and last season and the current how... <laughs> These players say, are... since he joined in the last two years, whatever since since he joined, he's been the best player. He's the best player in the world, or second best player in the striker in the world. I don't know. That's, this is, that's not true. You know, and you know that's not true. Why? Who's in, better in, than in, him? in the past? In maybe this year, maybe the past few. I don't know. Maybe the past. Few Currently, years. who's playing at the level of the best strikers in the world? There are two that are above him, in my opinion. As in, in the prem, in the world, Aguero and Lewandowski. They're the only two. In my opinion, playing Ronaldo counts as a striker. I'm not counting Ronaldo as a striker, and also well, you're counting Ronaldo at all. I think I think think Ronaldo and Messi do not deserve to be in any discussions of top footballers in the world because they're just annoyingly unfair. Um, (laughs) But no, as strikers, fuck. I mean, doesn't deserve to be in it because he's whatever. You can't make stupid rules like that. That's a nonsense. No, but I do think Aguero and Lewandowski are the only two. And to be fair, Aguero, I don't know how he's been consistently. He's been he's consistently good, but no one really notices him. Um, it's quite odd, Aguero. He's just an insane goal scoring talent. No, I still think you can can't argue that he's not been up there. Okay, even if we don't say top three, he's definitely one of the best strikers in the world, and he deserves much more credit than he gets. Because you he would get, say he does not get credit. You would say no. You would say hands down, Kane's better than him, and I think that's obviously, so not he, fair he, to he, say. Obviously, he's better than him, but he doesn't. He doesn't not get credit. He gets loads of credit. No, because like, players will just he will just get ignored because he plays for Arsenal. Who ignores him? Really, who's better, Kane or Aubameyang? Hands down, Kane, you'll say but Kane. I'm not ignoring. I'm not ignoring Aubameyang. He exists. There's a conversation. He's a great player. There's a conversation though to have there, right? 
Sure, but Kane's better. Like, I don't think that... Who's ignoring Aubameyang? No one's ignoring Aubameyang. Is this a constant inferiority complex Arsenal fans have? No one's ignoring you. Everyone watches your games. Just, oh, shut up. <laughs> well, you don't watch Arsenal games, but to be fair... I do, I now, do. Aubameyang was Thierry Henry against Everton for, his, for the first goal, which was just... And if you, um, I've watched it back so many times because I'm just in awe of it. He cuts, he cuts, he makes it, oh, the run is just brilliant. He runs inside to stay in line and then, and then, and then kind of gets in behind at the same time. Oh, it's just amazing. Him and David Louise were on the, the, the perfect sink there. Um, top scorer in the league. I think he's probably favourite now based on how he's been performing to win top goal scorer because Vardy has not scored in eight games. Um, Aguero, does he... I don't even know half the time if he plays a game or not because he's so like confusing whether or not Jesus is starting. Um, Aguero starts, I don't know. I think Aubameyang is going to win top goal scorer. We're going to push and hopefully get in the Champions League at the end of this season. And then... It will. We will then focus on what's the next step once you qualify for the Champions League. Um, we're still going to push for Europa League. A trophy would be nice. An FA Cup. 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 Everyone. Champions League. Sorry, not Champions League. Euro, Euro, European Cup and FA Cup double this season is what I think Arsenal have got the ability to do. Um, we have no Prem games now for for a couple of our next couple of games and don't aren't in the Prem so. Focus on on these European and, and cup competitions now, and let's let's win and win and win and win. Let's stay winning. So hero and villain of the week. Hero of the week this week. It's um, how much I hate the club as a whole. Um, is Manchester United. There was a lovely incident this week when instead of inviting regular kids mascots, um, they they had um, eleven um, elderly people. I think it's okay to say between like I don't know how old they were between, but they had they didn't have the traditional young mascots. They had some some more elderly people to talk about the issues in mental health and loneliness and how. Older people can sometimes be lonely, and this was kind of a lovely gesture inviting, inviting these these team these mascots, uh, untraditional mascots along. I think that's a it's a lovely story to see, and good good mental health message there. Um, yeah, it's a nice, really nice story, heartwarming. Um, for the villain of the week, uh, we are going to over to Spain, the uh, <laughs> um, the La Liga. Um, I, I, yeah, you, the, the story involving uh, Messi, uh, Barcelona, uh, Martin Braithwaite and Leganes, um, of that story, the villain of the piece is the La Liga and the rules and their their refusal to give uh, Leganes an opportunity to sign a player. Um, just for some, just for some for people who may not be aware of the story, the um, in Spain there is a rule. Um, where if you get an, a player injured for, uh, I think it's six months or a, a sustained period of time, um, then you can you have the chance to outside the transfer window to, to sign a player. Um, and Barcelona got uh, Usman Dembele injured, uh, long term injury. Um, rather than promote a youngster from their uh, famed academy, they chose to um, 
you exercise the release clause um, at Leganes, at relegation threatened Leganes, um, of I think 20 million euros, around 15 million pounds. Um, so they signed Martin Braithwaite, the former Middlesbrough, uh, play, playing for Middlesbrough two years ago, former, former Middlesbrough striker, um, who uh, seems very excited. I mean, I mean, to be fair, he, he did seem quite excited to, to play Messi. There was the quote he said um, uh, after he hugged Messi, he said, I'm uh, never washing these clothes again. Um, he, he's basically, he's living the dream. He's, he's, a, he's a fanboy playing for Barcelona. Um, but um, from from a from the other perspective is 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 uh, Leganes were denied having were denied to sign a, signing a replacement, um, which does seem like a little bit like the favour in the bigger teams. Leganes relegation threatened uh, in a relegation battle. Uh, their top scorer uh, Martin Brothwaite has been nicked from them, and they can't sign a replacement. So it does seem on a surface uh, level that the rules do seem to they have seemed at this time to favour the bigger team. Um, I, I think that I think even, that's just even, yeah. I think that's just a, a this time situation rather than the rules favours big teams because it doesn't. It does not favour mm. big teams. There's a few issues in La Liga and their reasons. They've not done anything wrong. They've kept by their rules. Their rules need to change now because they've got a few issues with it that cause these issues. There's the, the option of because they haven't, Leganes cannot replace him because they've signed someone um, because their player wasn't injured. It was just a you lost your player out. And Liga have the issue because they force every player to have a release clause. That issue becomes a thing. I think they can either change it in one way. Either you let someone else leave or you then say release clauses are not a factor for these situations, which I think would be a very fair and just situation if they said you can't just overcome release clause. Because if then Leganes were to sell still, it's different because Leganes have opted to sell, whereas this was a because release clauses are forced in the Liga, um, we're not, we're not every forced, player has to have a release clause in La Liga. That's why Messi has a release clause on his head. Um, every player in La Liga has one. Um, it's part of their rules, but and that's why the lower league teams will have... Every player will have a release clause, which means any big team can just come in and snap one up at this sort of situation which is why I think release clauses should not be allowed um, for the, this f- legal f- rule like fully banned you say well you can't can't just pay a release clause and that's the club the selling well, so, club has to well, I, I, accept I an offer wait so, so in this is in only in this scenario you're saying, in this in scenario, scenario of, of or just where, remove where, where the fact that every club has to have release clause I think that's silly that every player has to have release clause okay. is just a bit silly because you, you it, 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 that I think does favour the big teams. I, I, I wasn't aware of that of that being a rule, so I can't really defend it. Well, I think I think that does favour the big teams that role because mm. bigger big teams are going to be able to tell a player, "Well, you're playing for us, so we can just make your release clause stupid." Whereas smaller teams, people are going to be like, "Oh, you have to put in a release clause. Let me put it at a good amount. A big club might pay if I'm doing well." So I think that rule favours big teams, and I think that should be removed, and that caused the issue here. Because I don't think Leganes would have put their top player, giving him a, that release clause, um, if they didn't, have, if they weren't forced to. Well, well, I should say that I am. I think I, I think we should have those with similar rules. I think we should have a uh, exception to the rule where you can uh, sign a player when you've got a long-term injury or a scenario that, that is like unexpected. Like, for example, uh, I, I'm pretty sure Cardiff applied for a similar a similar exemption to the rule when, when the, the, the situation of uh, Emiliano Sala, who obviously never, never got to play for them, 
um, they were not allowed to sign a striker then, or weren't allowed to do to, to to get a replacement to do something else uh, instead. Um, I think that if you're not giving that situation, you have to you can't give this you can't give Barcelona. But we should have a, the point is we should have a rule in in um, in in England in in the Premier League, the FA, that in extreme scenarios, in case of injuries or um, your package doesn't arrive, um, then um, then there should be an exemption, and you should be able to sign uh, sign players. I think that I think that's a decent rule, but it has, it has to be worked out obviously because there's, there's, there are problems. I really like the stipulations as well. La Liga put in it wasn't just like go and sign someone. You have to prove that the player was injured for five months, so they have to go to an, uh, a doctor that isn't just the club's doctor saying he's injured for five months. They really have to prove it, so it's not. I think that that was great, and I also think it's great that they only let you sign free agents or players in the leagues. Currently, the La Liga, so like forcing players to stay within the league, um, make the paperwork easier, um, does not affect other leagues. This rule, um, I think you wouldn't be able to do it any other way, to be fair. Mm. You can't, unless Europe decided to say, if UEFA came along and said everyone now has that, if a player gets injured, you can go and sign someone else. Um, I think the main problem was the release clause thing. And I do agree we should have something like that because I think there are lots of times where players do get injured. It's not like it would have affected Spurs, to be fair. Because <laughs> Levy, Levy, Levy cannot make a panic buy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, I think, I think, it's, I think that was interesting. Um, they'll just, hopefully they'll just change the rules and, it, and it, the Liga won't be terribly... Because they didn't do much wrong. They just have silly rules. And these rules have loopholes, and eventually those loopholes get covered up. But thank you so much for listening this week. Um, please like, share, um, rate, five stars if you can. Whatever you can to support, very much welcomed. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Come on!